Scientists in South America are investigating a strange phenomenon. Some newborn babies from vaccinated parents in Mexico have pitch black eyes, while normally the eyes of newborns are very light colored. It also appears that these babies are aging too fast as they can stand and even walk at even three months old. Normally that only happens around the age of one year. Are these babies examples of transhumanism born from parents whose DNA has been altered by gene therapy? The re researchers are careful not to make premature statements, but will investigate this further. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw and welcome back to the Vibe Show. Today I'm actually going to read something that I didn't write because I think it's that good. There's a report called the Vaccine Death Report and it was written by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, MD, who as you probably know is a medical doctor in upstate New York or near New York City. Uh, I believe he was involved in treating Donald Trump and he has been really outspoken lately, came up with a, a, a vitamin protocol that really helps people who have COVID. He's lost no patients. I don't even think he's had one hospitalized, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of patients, maybe even over a thousand. And then David John Sorensen is his co-author. And this was published last month. I'm recording this in October of 2021. And so this was published in September of 2021. And the reason I want to read it to you is that some people are readers and some people would rather listen. So I'm going to read it to you that way. If you're listening to it, for instance, on a podcast, you can 1.5 exit. If you're like me and you like to, to listen faster, but it's so good that I'm going to read it to you. Hope you share it with others who are more likely to, uh, listen or watch. I prefer that way of consuming content because I can do it when I'm, you know, in the sauna or driving in my car or cooking or something like that. So I'm going to read it to you. And when I come to a graphic, I'm going to do my best to, to, uh, to describe it really succinctly. So here we go. The Vaccine Death Report by David John Sorensen and Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, MD. Purpose. The purpose of this report is to document how all over the world, millions of people have died and hundreds of millions of serious adverse events have occurred after injections with the experimental mRNA gene therapy. We also reveal the real risk of an unprecedented genocide. Facts. We aim to only present scientific facts and stay away from unfounded claims. The data is clear and verifiable. Over 100 references can be found for all presented information, which is provided as a starting point for further investigation. Complicity. The data suggests that we may currently be witnessing the greatest organized mass murder in the history of our world. The severity of this situation compels us to ask this critical question. Will we rise to the defense of billions of innocent people? Or will we permit personal profit over justice and be complicit? Networks of lawyers all over the world are preparing class action lawsuits to prosecute all who are serving this criminal agenda. To all who have been complicit so far, we say, there is still time to turn and choose the side of truth. Please make the right choice. 
worldwide. Although this report focuses on the situation in the United States, it also applies to the rest of the world as the same type of experimental injections with similar death rates and comparable systems of corruption to hide these numbers are used worldwide. Therefore, we encourage everyone around the world to share this report. May it be a wake-up call for all of humanity. At least five times more deaths. CDC whistleblower signs sworn affidavit. VAERS data from the American CDC shows that as of September 7th, 2021, already 726,963 people suffered adverse events, including stroke, heart failure, blood clots, brain disorders, convulsions, seizures, inflammations of brain and spinal cord, life-threatening allergic reactions, autoimmune diseases, arthritis, miscarriage, infertility, rapid onset muscle weakness, deafness, blindness, narcolepsy, and cataplexy. Besides the astronomical number of severe side effects, the CDC reports that almost 15,386 people died as a result of receiving the experimental injections. However, a CDC healthcare fraud detection expert named Jane Doe investigated this and came to the shocking discovery that the number of deaths is at least five times higher than what the CDC is admitting. In fact, in her initial communications to professor of medicine, Dr. Peter McCullough, this whistleblower said that the number of deaths is 10 times higher. The CDC health fraud detection expert signed an affidavit in which she stated her findings. She carefully chose the wording, underreported by a conservative factor of at least five. But as she revealed initially, the factor could also be 10. Here is an excerpt of her affidavit. I have, over the last 25 years, developed over 100 distinct healthcare fraud detection algorithms. When the COVID-19 vaccine clearly became associated with patient death and harm, I was inclined to investigate the matter. It is my professional estimate that VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System database, while extremely useful, is underreported by a conservative factor of at least five and have assessed that the deaths occurring within three days of vaccination are higher than those reported in VAERS by a factor of at least five. According to this CDC health fraud detection expert, the number of vaccine deaths in the U.S. is not 15,386, but somewhere between 80,000 and 160,000. The CDC is also vastly underreporting other adverse events, like severe allergic reactions or anaphylaxis. The Informed Consent Action Network, or ICANN, reported that a study showed how the actual number of anaphylaxis is 50 to 120 times higher than claimed by the CDC. On top of that, a private researcher took a close look at the VAERS database and tried looking up specific case IDs. He found countless examples where the original death records were deleted, and in some cases, the numbers have been switched for milder reactions. He says, what the analysis of all the case numbers is telling us right now is that there's approximately 150,000 cases that are missing, that were there, that are no longer there. The question is, are they all deaths? How severely criminal the CDC is 
was also revealed a few years ago when researchers investigated the link between vaccines and autism. They found that there indeed is a direct connection. So what did the CDC do? All the researchers came together and a large dustbin was placed in the middle of the room. In it, they threw all the documents that showed the link between autism and vaccinations. Thus, the evidence was destroyed. Subsequently, a so-called scientific article was published in Pediatric, stating that vaccinations do not cause autism. However, a leading scientist within the CDC, William Thompson, exposed this crime. He publicly admitted, quote, I was involved in misleading millions of people about the possible negative side effects of vaccines. We lied about the scientific findings. The worst example of criminal methodology used to hide vaccine deaths is the fact that the CDC doesn't consider a person vaccinated until two weeks after their second injection. This means that anyone who dies during the many weeks before or the two weeks after the second injection are considered unvaccinated deaths and are therefore not counted as vaccine deaths. By doing this, they can ignore the vast majority of deaths following the injection. This is the NR1 method used in nations worldwide to hide the countless numbers of vaccine deaths. 300,000 adverse events. Moderna hides hundreds of thousands of reports. A whistleblower from Moderna made a screenshot of an internal company notice labeled confidential for internal distribution only, showing there were 300,000 adverse events reported in only three months. Quote, this enabled the team to effectively manage approximately 300,000 adverse event reports and 30,000 medical information requests in a three-month span to support the global launch of their COVID-19 vaccine. 50,000 Medicare vaccinated died. U.S. death rate probably near 250,000. Attorney Thomas Renz received information from a whistleblower inside the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Service, which is called CMS, which reveals how 48,465 people died shortly after receiving their injections. He emphasized that these death numbers are from less than 20% of the U.S. population. If we apply this number to the entire U.S. population, we would see a death rate of almost 250,000. Less than 1% is reported. The actual number is 100 times higher. All this information already shows us that the number of adverse events and deaths is a multitude of what is being told to the public. I think they're using the wrong word there. Multitude doesn't make sense to me. The situation is, however, still far worse than most of us can even imagine. The famous Lazarus report from Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Inc. in 2009 revealed that in general, only 1% of adverse events from vaccines is even being reported. Quote, adverse events from drugs and vaccines are common, but underreported. Although 25% of ambulatory patients experience an adverse drug event, less than 0.3% of all adverse drug events and 1% to 13% of serious events are reported to the Food and Drug Administration. Likewise, fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported. Reasons for underreporting. The population 
is misinformed. The reason that less than 1% of adverse events are reported is first of all, because the majority of the population is not aware of the existence of reporting systems for vaccine injuries. Secondly, the pharmaceutical industry has been waging an unrelenting media war over the past decades against all medical experts who attempt to inform the public about the dangers of vaccines. One deployed strategy is name calling and the negative label anti-vaxxer was chosen to shame and blame all scientists, physicians, and nurses who speak out about the devastation caused by vaccinations. Because of this criminal campaign of aggressive suppression of adverse events data, the majority of the population is clueless that vaccines can cause any harm at all. The widespread propaganda by the vaccine companies who use government agencies as their main carousel simply told humanity for decades that adverse events are a very rare occurrence. When vaccinated people, therefore, suffer from serious adverse events, it doesn't even occur to them that this could be from previous injections, and therefore they don't report it as such. During the current world crisis, the attacks on medical experts who are warning about vaccines have gone to an even higher level. Medical experts are now being completely deplatformed from all social media, their websites are deranked by Google, entire YouTube channels are deleted, many have lost their jobs, and in some countries, medical experts have even been arrested in an attempt to suppress the truth about the experimental COVID injections. Several countries are now labeling scientists who speak out against the vaccines domestic terrorists. It is clear that all means have to be deployed by the criminal vaccine cartel to suppress what is going on with these shots. As a result, countless medical professionals are afraid to report adverse events, which further contributes to the underreporting of these side effects. Additionally, the amount of scientific information warning for these dangerous biological agents and the number of medical experts warning humanity is so overwhelming and almost omnipresent, despite the aggressive attempts to silence them, that it is virtually impossible for any medical professional to not be at least somewhat aware of the risk they're taking by administering an untested DNA-altering injection without even informing their patients of what's being injected into their body. If they then see their patient die or become disabled for life, they are naturally afraid of being held accountable and therefore have yet another motivation for not reporting the adverse events. Lastly, many medical professionals receive financial incentives to promote the vaccines. In the United Kingdom, for example, nurses get 10 pounds per needle they put into a child. That again is a reason for them to not report adverse events. 250,000 vaccine comments. Facebook reveals tsunami of adverse events. A local ABC news station posted a request on Facebook for people to share their stories of unvaccinated loved ones who died. They wanted to make a news story on this. What happened was totally unexpected. In five days' time, over 250,000 people posted comments, but not about unvaccinated loved ones. All of the comments talk about their vaccinated loved ones that died shortly after being injected or that are disabled for life. 
The 250,000 comments reveal a shocking death wave among the population and the heart-wrenching suffering these injections are causing. The post was already shared 200,000 times and counting. I'll read you what WXYZ TV Channel 7 posted. After the vaccines were available to everyone, did you lose an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19? If you're willing to share your family's story, please DM us your contact information. We may reach out for a story we're working on. Okay, there are a lot of comments that are shared in this paper, but I will read you some of them. Adam says, I know people who died painfully from the vaccine. Want those stories? And then there are 851 comments to what he said. Cindy says, I had an uncle and a cousin die from the jab. My son-in-law's aunt died from it and three more friends died from it. Andrea says, my uncle suffered a stroke due to blood clots and complications days after his second shot. Would you please do a story about all these reactions? By the way, all of these comments have hundreds and hundreds of uh, comments, likes. This one has 882 just likes. Katie says, a friend of a parent went into cardiac arrest almost immediately after receiving the second dose. They were unable to revive her. I also know of someone who lost a limb due to a blood clot or circulation issue after being fully vaccinated. Hmm, from the looks of the comments, you might want to change your story topic. Pamela says, yes, please, please, please do a story on all the ones who have died after being vaccinated. More than anyone will know because no one will tell the truth. Carmen says, no, we were all fine, but almost lost one of my vaccinated family members. Lanny says, my son's classmate lost her mother from heart complications due to the vaccine. Liz says, will you be doing any stories of the people who overcame COVID and have antibodies? Will you be doing any stories on the thousands that also have debilitating side effects from the vaccine? I'm curious if you'll be balanced journalists and media or not, but I'm guessing no. Julie says, lost my mom 10 days after she got her second Pfizer jab. She couldn't swallow or talk correctly the very next day. She was hospitalized and basically never woke up again, was sent home on hospice after five days in the hospital and died at home two days later. Noel said, my dad flatlined after his second dose of Moderna. Angel says, I lost a relative that got the shot, then got COVID, then died in the hospital. She knew she was reacting from the shot and didn't feel well after getting it. Her husband took her into the hospital and was never allowed to see her again. He or their daughters. She was a healthy 54-year-old. This was in Abbotsford Hospital, British Columbia. Deanne says, I am so sorry for all of us. My husband has been in terrible health situation after his second Pfizer vaccination. He passed away for a brief time and then was brought back to life along with multiple trips to the ER with many strokes and the latest CAT scan showing a lesion, lesion growing in his brain, he was told not to drive. Literally, it's like new symptoms keep happening and we're spending all of our money on office visits, specialists, and tests. No one, and I mean no one, dares to record the data as a vaccine reaction. So yeah, there's a huge trust issue underneath this virus and its vaccine. Gina says, Liz, I had a stroke 
with the second vaccine and the doctors can't report it. Go figure. Okay, so that's just a tiny, tiny fraction of the 250,000 comments. Obviously, I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, that last one has 566 likes on it and 188 comments. So notice in the last comment how the lady says that everybody in the hospital is afraid to report this as a vaccine reaction. And another person says the doctors can't report it. This is proof of what I explained earlier. Most medical professionals are either too terrified to report adverse events or they are simply corrupt. This causes the true prevalence of vaccine injuries to remain hidden from the world. The 250,000 plus comments show that once people find a place to report their suffering caused by the injections, we see a tsunami. Vaccine deaths summary, it is far worse than we think. This is a bullet point list and I'm just gonna number it because you can't see the bullets. One, VAERS published 726, 963 adverse events including 15,386 deaths as of September 7th, 2021. Two, CDC fraud expert says that the number of deaths is at least five times and possibly 10 times higher. Three, a whistleblower from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Service, or CMS, revealed how almost 50,000 people died from the injections. They represent only 20% of the U.S. population, meaning that if this data is applied to the entire population, 250,000 have died. Four, 150,000 reports have been rejected or scrubbed by the VAERS system. Five, the actual number of anaphylaxis is 50 to 100 times higher than claimed by the CDC. Six, Everyone who dies before two weeks after the second injection is not considered a vaccine death, which causes the majority of early vaccine deaths to be ignored. By the way, this is Robin going off script here, and I want to point out also that when someone dies and they only have one jab or they're within two weeks of their second jab or within the two weeks after their second jab, they are also considered an unvaccinated death. So when you're being told that it's a majority of people in the hospital who are unvaccinated, remember that they're including people who got one shot or people who haven't gone two weeks past their second shot. Seven, Moderna received over 300,000 reports of adverse events in only three months time. Eight, the Lazarus report shows that only 1% of adverse events is being reported by the public. Nine, the majority of the population is not aware of the existence of systems where they can report vaccine adverse events. 10, aggressive censorship and propaganda told the public that adverse events are rare, causing people to not understand how the, their health problems stem from past injections. 11, the shaming and blaming of medical professionals who say anything against the vaccines cause many in the medical community to avoid reporting adverse events. 12, the fear of being held accountable after administering an injection that killed or disabled patients further prevents medical personnel from reporting it. 13, having accepted financial incentives to promote and administer the COVID vaccines also stops medical personnel from reporting adverse events. 15, profit-driven vaccine manufacturers have every reason not to report the destruction their untested experimental products are causing. I think we're on 15. 
200,000 plus Facebook users commented about vaccine deaths and serious injuries when the news channel was actually looking for vaccinated deaths. Millions of deaths worldwide. According to scientific data, fewer than 1% of vaccine injuries are being reported. From that fewer than 1%, the majority is being hidden by the authorities. They put systems in place to ignore the bulk of vaccine deaths. Combining these facts with the data that is revealed by government whistleblowers, we see that in the United States, hundreds of thousands have died from the injections. As the rest of the world uses the same injections, we know that on a global scale, the number of vaccine deaths is without doubt millions. And this is only the short-term tsunami of adverse events. Bill Gates, the world's leading vaccine dealer and a driving force behind the worldwide vaccine push, said in an interview with the BBC that most adverse events only show up after two years, which is why vaccine development usually takes many years. This means that the waves of deaths and disabilities in the coming years will be exponentially greater, especially because more and more booster shots are imposed on the population and vaccine passports are being implemented. World experts warn humanity. Leading scientists issue grave warnings. This alarming data leads world experts like the Nobel Prize winner in medicine, Dr. Luc Montagnier, to issue a grave warning that we are currently facing the greatest risk of worldwide genocide in the history of humanity. Even the inventor of the mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone, warns against these injections that are using his technology. The situation is so severe that former Pfizer vice president and chief scientist, Dr. Mike Yadin, came forward to warn humanity for, those, for these extremely dangerous injections. One of his best-known videos is titled, A Final Warning. Another world-renowned scientist, Dr. Geert van den Bosch, former head of vaccine development in Germany and chief scientific office at UNIVAC, also risks his name and his career by bravely speaking out against the administration of the COVID shots. The vaccine developer warns that the injections can compromise the immunity of the vaccinated making them vulnerable for every new variant. World War II Holocaust survivors wrote to the European Medicines Agency demanding the injections be stopped, which they consider to be a new Holocaust. Vaccine deaths worldwide. The same goes for nations around the world. The situation we described in the United States illustrates the destruction caused by these injections and how corrupt health agencies and vaccine manufacturers hide the vast majority of adverse events. We will, however, briefly touch upon some other countries to prove that the situation in America is not unique. European Union. In the European Union, which consists of only 27 of the 50 European countries, the official reports of UDRA vigilance officially admit as of August 18th 2021, that approximately 22,000 people died and 2 million suffered side effects, of which 50% are serious. What are serious injuries? It will be classified as serious if it corresponds to a medical occurrence that results in death, is life-threatening, 
requires inpatient hospitalization, results in another medically important condition, or prolongation of existing hospitalization, results in persistent or significant disability or incapacity, or is a congenital anomaly or birth defect. That's how they classify serious. I should have said, quote, at the beginning of that. In the Netherlands, one of the smallest nations in the European Union, an extra-parliamentary research committee set up a platform for citizens to report vaccine adverse events. This is no initiative from the government and has received no attention in the media. The majority of the Dutch population is therefore unaware of its existence. Yet, despite its limited influence, this private initiative has already received reports of 1,600 deaths and 1,200 health damages, often permanently disabling the people. United Kingdom. Shortly before the national vaccination campaign started, the MHRA, which is the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, published the following request. Quote, the MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence or AI software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions or ADRs and ensure that no details from the ADR's reaction texts are missed. The British government published a report of the first series of adverse events, including blindness, strokes, miscarriages, heart failure, paralysis, autoimmune disease, and more. Shortly after the first wave of immunization, over 100,000 adverse events were reported, including 1,260 cases of loss of eyesight, including total blindness. The first part of the report praises the vaccines to be the best way to protect people from COVID-19 and then continues to show the incredible destruction these vaccines are causing. The hypocrisy is mind-boggling. Also in the UK, miscarriages increased by 366% in only six weeks for vaccinated mothers. Furthermore, the British Office for National Statistics inadvertently revealed that 30,305 people have died within 21 days of having the injection during the first six months of 2021. And a British scientist with 35 years of experience did an in-depth analysis of the British yellow card reporting system and found it to be unreliable. Quote, we can conclude that the yellow card reporting scheme can provide some limited information that may be useful for alerting the UK public to possible adverse events of the COVID-19 vaccines. However, the initial conception of the scheme as a purely descriptive rather than as an experimental undertaking means that it cannot address the real issues that are of crucial importance to the UK public. These issues are whether there are causal relationships between vaccination with the PF and AZ vaccines, I guess that would be Pfizer and AstraZeneca, and serious adverse effects such as death, and if so, what are the size of these effects? Israel. The Israeli People's Committee is a team of doctors, attorneys, criminologists, epidemiologists, and academic researchers determined to perform an investigation, inquiry, and exposure for the benefit of the public. Although they're a relatively unknown group, they still received 3,754 reports, 
including over 480 deaths as of August 5th in 2021. The IPC states that these numbers represent only 2 to 3% of the true prevalence in the PrEP population, which means that the number of deaths in Israel is projected to be around 48,000 deaths and adverse events around 375,400. Also in Israel, statistics from worldometers.info shows a massive spike in deaths when the vaccinations started. Before the immunizations began, there were hardly any daily COVID deaths in Israel. Once the vaccinations began, the daily death toll rose from one to three per day to 75 to 100 deaths per day. Another Israeli website reporting vaccine injuries is seethetruth.club slash COVID-19 vaccine victims. And there's a hyphen between each of those words. So seethetruth.club is just like you heard it. But then if you want to go to this, it's seethetruth.club slash COVID-19 vaccine victims with hyphens between each word, where one can see innumerable testimonials of people who suffered greatly from the shot. In the U.S., a similar website is called 1000covidstories.com. And it's, by the way, the numeral 1000, 1000covidstories.com. Shows an ever-increasing amount of videos from people who died or had severe reactions to the COVID shots. Also, the website called thecovidworld.com shows the personal stories of a large number of people who died from the shots. We must understand that nothing like this has ever happened before in history, where thousands of people come forward to share their suffering following an immunization. The reason people do this now is because their adversary reactions are not at all like the criminal health agencies say, headaches, dizziness, and flu-like symptoms. Their reactions are extremely severe, often disabling people for life. The injuries are in fact so severe that people around the world are stepping forward to warn humanity. Brazil. In Brazil, the official vaccine death count is 32,000 during a five-month period. The report was published on uol.com.br, which reportedly has about the same number of page views as cnn.com according to data from similar web. Despite these high numbers of deaths following vaccination, the report states vaccination is still the best way to control the disease. Science proves vaccine damage, strokes, heart attacks, cancer, dot, dot, dot. A study by the University of San Francisco or, or Salk Institute, shows that the vaccines turn the human body into a spike protein factory, making trillions of spikes that cause blood clots, which cause strokes and heart attacks. Another study confirms how the vaccines can cause deadly blood clots that in turn cause heart attacks and strokes. The New England Journal of Medicine shows how the jabs cause heart inflammation and the same journal published a study about the dramatic increase of miscarriages. Several studies prove the reality of antibody-dependent enhancement. 
Antibody-dependent enhancement, by the way, since he's not explaining it here or they're not explaining it here, is that after a vaccine, uh, you get through the vaccine, okay, but then later when you're exposed to the wild virus or to another respiratory virus, you quickly die. And that is the case with every single animal trial of any coronavirus vaccine ever attempted the last 50 years. So back to the text. Also, the occurrence of infertility and reduced sperm count is confirmed. Lastly, a study showed that the injections cause cancer. And these are just a few examples. Okay, this is me going off script again, but I just want to point out that that was a nine-line paragraph. And in that paragraph, there are, there are 10 sources or references. Okay, so in the show notes below, we will share this paper so that if you want to look up any of these references, the author said that there are over 100 references at the end of the paper, which obviously I'm not going to read the references. Exempt from liability. No vaccine manufacturer takes responsibility. In the past decades, several government agreements were signed in nations across the world that provide every vaccine manufacturer with 100% protection from all liability. It doesn't matter how much destruction their products cause, nobody has any recourse. On top of that, no health insurance will ever cover the costs resulting from the vaccine damage. They simply do not reimburse the vaccinated when they get into trouble. Yet the same governments that refuse to protect you from possible destruction of your health, your life, and your loved ones mandate these deadly injections and require them for shopping, travel, gatherings, and even banking services. Do the injections even work? Health officials say they are not effective. World-renowned vaccine developer, Dr. Geert Vandenbosch, warns that these injections destroy the body's immune system, making the vaccinated vulnerable for every new variant of the disease. He also says, quote, mass vaccination campaigns during a pandemic of highly infectious variants fail to control viral transmission. Instead of contributing to building herd immunity, they dramatically delay natural establishment of herd immunity. This is why the ongoing universal vaccination campaigns are absolutely detrimental to public and global health. The Nobel Prize winner in medicine, Dr. Luc Montagnier, sounds the alarm that these vaccines are creating dangerous new variants. And in Israel, the statistics show clearly a dramatic increase in COVID deaths once immunizations started. The Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett even says that the people who are most at risk now are those who received two doses of the vaccine. In the island nation, Seychelles, there were hardly any COVID deaths, but once they started vaccinating the population, the deaths increase a hundredfold. In Australia, a young couple was refused access to their newborn baby for eight days, even though they were fully vaccinated. The chief health officer from Australia, Dr. Jeanette Young, gave the following revealing explanation for this inhumane situation. Quote, just because you are vaccinated doesn't mean you won't get infected. That's why we could not allow that family to go and visit their baby. Anthony Fauci also made it crystal clear. 
the CDC is considering mask mandates for the vaccinated. The vaccinated increasingly test positive for COVID. Therefore, they will need to keep wearing masks. The vaccinated still need to avoid eating in restaurants. And this is another Fauci quote, the vaccinated carry the Delta variant as much as the unvaccinated. So according to Fauci, the vaccines do nothing. Yet he insists on mandating these useless injections for travel. The same was publicly stated by the UK's Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, who said, and I quote, can I now meet my friends and family members indoors if they are vaccinated? There, I'm afraid the answer is no, because we're not yet at that stage. We're still very much in the world where you can meet friends and family outdoors under the rule of six or two households. And even if your friends and family members may be vaccinated, the vaccines are not giving 100% protection, and that's why we need to be cautious. A research article published in Trends in Internal Medicine by Dr. J. Barr Clausen, MD, is titled, U.S. COVID-19 Vaccines Proven to Cause More Harm Than Good Based on Pivotal Clinical Trial Data Analyzed Using the Proper Scientific Endpoint, All Cause Severe Morbidity. Even the CDC admitted that the injections offer no protection against the Delta variant and coming variants, and all COVID measures therefore need to stay in place. Yet they keep insisting that everybody must be vaccinated. The chief health officer of New South Wales, Australia, said we have to prepare to live with a constant cycle of ongoing COVID booster injections for the foreseeable future. Moderna's chief medical officer, Dr. Tal Zaks, said that the vaccines do not bring life back to normal. This was confirmed by the director of the World Health Organization, Tedros, I don't know how to say his last name, who said, quote, a vaccine on its own will not end the pandemic. Surveillance will need to continue. People still need to be tested, isolated, and cared for. Contacts will still need to be traced and quarantined. Communities will still need to be engaged. A study by The Lancet showed that the Delta variant is freely transmitted among the vaccinated. This was confirmed by a study that showed how in July of 2021, following multiple large public events in a Barnstable County, Massachusetts town, 469 COVID-19 cases were identified among Massachusetts residents who had traveled to the town during July 3rd, 3rd, 3rd to 17th. 346, or 74%, occurred in fully vaccinated persons. Creature with tentacles, living organisms in the vaccines. Dr. Carrie Midday studied vaccine vials from Moderna and Johnson & Johnson under a microscope with 400 times magnification. What she saw shocked her. In both vials, there was a living organism with tentacles. This creature moves around, lifts itself up, and even seems to be self-aware. By the way, this paper that you can look up, we will have it in the show notes, and you should definitely check out the 100 references at the end. It does have 
pictures of what Dr. Midday saw under the microscope. It definitely looks kind of parasite-like or kind of a cross between a parasite and a spider. Continuing on, the sight of this and the thought that these unknown octopus-like creatures are being injected into millions of children worldwide caused Dr. Midday to weep. However, that's not all. She saw several pieces of graphene in the vials, as well as self-assembling nanoparticles. The particles moved towards one another and formed more complex structures. The photo below is from a video taken during a scientific conference in the Netherlands, where a Pfizer vial was live under a microscope. Everyone can see on the screen how a large living organism is in the Pfizer vaccine with many other particles moving around. Dangerous toxins. Graphene alters the electromagnetic field. The world-renowned biophysicist, Andreas Klecker, has discovered that the vaccines contain large amounts of graphene oxide, or up to 95%. He warns that the graphene oxide injected into humans is altering their electromagnetic field, which disrupts the normal functioning of their organs. Quote, what we are concerned about is the side effects it has. This isn't described in medicine, but it's described in my field, biophysics. What happens? The body needs its electromolecular capabilities to work. The heart beats because there's a magnetic field that creates, subsequently, the electricity for pumping and for everything else. Graphene is completely altering our electromagnetic field, something that has never happened before. What we're seeing is something in vivo with some dramatic effects. We've been watching a lot of videos of people who are dying after being vaccinated. You see people spasming. These spasms have, for example, very specific frequencies, and they are the same in all kinds of spasms. These spasms indicate that there is a disruption of the human electromagnetic fields. The presence of graphene oxide, among other toxic materials like aluminum, LNP capsids, PEG or polyethylene glycol, and parasites in the vaccines was further confirmed by Dr. Robert O. Young. The Scientists Club also released a report with microphotographic evidence of nanoparticles in the vaccines. Quote, major revelations on what is in the COVID-19 vaccines with the use of electron, phase, dark field, bright field, and other types of microscopy from the original research of Dr. Robert O. Young and his scientific team, confirming what the La Quinta Columna researchers found, toxic nanometallic content with magnetocytotoxic, cytotoxic, and genotoxic effects, as well as identified life-threatening parasites. In addition, in 2008, Hongji Dai and colleagues at Stanford University found graphene oxide. Dramatic blood changes. Research reveals changes in blood. Dr. Robert O. Young also discovered how the blood of vaccinated people changes dramatically after the injection with mRNA. The following image reveals the normal healthy state of the red blood cells, which are even in color, even in shape, 
and even in size. The second micrograph taken under phase contrast microscopy reveals the live blood 24 hours after the mRNA vaccine, now containing crystallized red blood cells called Heinz bodies, biological transformations of red and white blood cells, large symplasts of graphene oxide crystals, center and orotic acid crystals in the upper right-hand corner of the micrograph. Now, you guys aren't seeing the photos, and I am, but I highly recommend you download the paper, which will be in the show notes, and you look at pages 19 and 20, and you won't believe that you're actually looking at the same thing, which is uh, electron microscopy looking at um, red blood cells and white blood cells. They don't even look like they belong in the same category. Um, the nice, healthy red blood cells, I've seen them many, many times leading retreats in the Swiss Alps, and I've seen healthy blood. And every time I do a three-week liver cleanse, my blood looks like this. It's just perfect and clean, and all the, the cells are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I have never seen sicker blood than the second uh, slide which Dr. Young shows, um, and I've seen hundreds of cancer patients' blood, and I've never seen sicker blood than this slide of what the blood blood's cells look like one day after an mRNA vaccine. German researchers discovered that the content from vaccine vials formed crystals after being placed under a lamp that warmed them to about 30 degrees Celsius which is 85 degrees Fahrenheit. The photo below shows this clearly. And you just see some long um, pin-like crystalline structures that formed in the blood. Permanently altered DNA. The human genome is being modified. Dr. Carrie Madej studied vaccines and transhumanism for two decades. In her documentary, The Battle for Humanity, Produced by Stop World Control, she warned that these injections could permanently change the human DNA with potentially disastrous outcomes. Fat checkers around the world, who are often paid by the vaccine industry, jumped to label it as fake news. Facebook made it their policy to censor all voices that warned how this gene therapy could potentially alter the human genome until. A Facebook employee recorded and released an insider Zoom meeting with Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who told his staff that the injections do indeed change the human DNA. These are his exact words. Quote, we just don't know how, we just don't know the long-term side effects of basically modifying people's DNA and RNA to directly encode in a person's DNA and RNA, basically the ability to produce those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks downstream. A patented transhuman, no longer a human with human rights. Dr. Chinda Brandolino is a Latin American physician who has been speaking out about the fact that once the human genome is altered, that person is no longer considered an original human being, but has become a transhuman and therefore loses human rights. Furthermore, she explains that the altered DNA and RNA can be patented, making that genetically modified person 
property of the patent holders. The implications of this are highly alarming. Transhuman baby, pitch black eyes, and accelerated aging. Scientists in South America are investigating a strange phenomenon. Some newborn babies from vaccinated parents in Mexico have pitch black eyes, while normally the eyes of newborns are very light colored. It also appears that these babies are aging too fast as they can stand and even walk at even three months old. Normally that only happens around the age of one year. Are these babies examples of transhumanism born from parents whose DNA has been altered by gene therapy? The researchers are careful not to make premature statements, but will investigate this further. In future versions of this report, I will share the developments about this phenomenon. Below, you can see a photo of a newborn baby with deep black eyes. Even the white in his eyes is dark. Different dosages. Why do some die while others are fine? Why do some people die or become disabled for life while others seem just fine after being inoculated? Dr. Jane Ruby explains that not all vials have the same dosages. Clinicaltrials.gov shows that there are different phases of the vaccination experiment with different dosages of the mRNA being administered to different people. An unknown percentage of the injections are even placebos. This means that some people get a harmless substance injected while others get a shot with 5, 10, 20, or 30 micrograms of mRNA. Dr. Ruby warns that in the booster shots, some vials contain as much as 100 or even 250 micrograms of mRNA. This explains why in certain areas the vaccinated seem fine, while in other areas people drop dead after being injected. It's like Russian roulette. Nobody knows what is being injected into their body. There is no informed consent. If people, however, take the boosters, they will get different dosages. Where previous shots may have been harmless, the next could be lethal. Fraud with COVID deaths. Worldwide fraud inflated COVID deaths. The excuse for murdering millions of people with these injections is that they supposedly prevent people from dying of COVID. The reality is, however, that the so-called number of COVID deaths is the greatest lie in history. All over the world, it has been revealed that over 95% of all COVID deaths were deaths from other causes. The Italian politician Vittorio Sigarbi exclaimed in the Italian Chamber of Deputies, quote, let's not make this the chamber of lies. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Don't say there's 25,000 dead. It's not true. Don't use the dead for rhetoric and terrorism. Figures from the Higher Institute of Health say 96.3% died of other diseases. A magazine in Belgium, Tejid, Tejid, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, wrote how the government claimed that 3,000 elderly people had died of COVID-19. Because of these numbers, the entire country was placed on lockdown. However, research showed that only 3% of the deceased had been tested, not 3,000, 
but only 90 people may have had COVID. While supposed COVID deaths went through the roof, statistics in several countries showed that suddenly there are no more flu deaths. In the USA alone, there are almost 40 million cases of the flu every year. But since COVID hit, this number has dropped to less than 2,000. Where did all the tens of millions of flu patients go? They are now all being registered as COVID. A forensic German coroner, Professor Dr. Klaus Puschel, examined more than 140 corona fatalities in Hamburg at the start of the pandemic. On German TV, he said that the hysteria around the coronavirus has been gravely exaggerated. All the people who died had underlying disorders and would have died quickly anyway, with or without the virus, according to Puschel, adding that there is no killer virus. Healthy people don't have to worry, says Puschel. The coroner also predicted that coronavirus will not even cause a peak in the annual mortality rate, a prediction that turned out to be accurate. Medical professionals around the world have testified of being pressured by their supervisors to report all patients as COVID and register every death, no matter what the cause was, as a COVID death. The internet has been flooded by thousands of testimonies of outraged people who said that they went to a doctor or hospital for issues unrelated to COVID-19, and to their amazement, they were registered as a COVID patient. Dr. Elke de Klerk, the founder of Doctors for Truth in the Netherlands, testified that she received secret messages in the dossiers of terminally ill patients, requesting that these people should be registered as COVID deaths. Project Veritas called several funeral directors in New York, and they testified how every dead person was registered as COVID, while everyone knew that that was not correct. Minnesota Senator Scott Jensen, who is also a practicing medical doctor, revealed on Fox News that U.S. hospitals receive huge financial incentives to register patients as COVID. For every person they registered as a COVID death, they are paid $39,000. This has been confirmed by medical professionals around the world. The technical director of CNN, Charlie Chester, was secretly filmed by a Project Veritas undercover journalist while he admitted that CNN inflated the death rates, quote, because fear sells. A Zoom meeting with African officials was leaked revealing how they were discussing ways to ramp up COVID numbers to continue the lockdowns. National File released a recording of a Zoom conference call between physicians and a marketing director at Novant Health, New Hanover Regional Medical Center, a group of 20 hospitals, clinics, and offices that treat patients in North Carolina and South Carolina. In the recording, Mary Rudick, MD, tells director of marketing, Carolyn Fisher, and another hospital employee that she wants the hospitals to become more, quote, scary to the public by inflating the number of COVID-19 patients and by using messaging that falsely tells individuals, quote, if you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. New York was the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
In the heart of New York is the famous Elmhurst Hospital, where supposedly more people died from this virus than anywhere else in the world. It was the epicenter within the epicenter of the pandemic. For this reason, an experienced nurse from Florida, Erin Olszewski, decided to go there and help with the crisis. By the way, side note from Robin here, Erin Olszewski is now a friend of mine and I've interviewed her. The reason she was flown in from New York is that, of course, all the hospitals in Florida were shut down. And so our nurses down here didn't have any work. Back to the script. What she saw in this world-famous hospital, however, filled her with so much horror that she decided to take a hidden camera with her to film what was going on. Patients who repeatedly tested negative for COVID-19 are still registered as, quote, confirmed COVID-19. They are put on a respirator in a COVID ward, which causes them to die. In a revealing documentary by Journeyman Pictures, this nurse, Erin Holshuski, talks about the crimes she constantly sees happening in Elmhurst. She sm- shows on her smartphone how a patient indeed tested negative for COVID-19 twice and yet was registered as confirmed COVID-19. She explains that this happens all the time in Elmhurst. Deception and murder resulting in high COVID-19 mortality rates that are trumpeted by the media. Funeral director speaks out. An undertaker witnesses government crimes. One very revealing eyewitness account comes from a funeral director from the UK, John O'Looney. For 10 years, he was part of one of the largest funeral companies in the United Kingdom. He worked with the BBC to document the pandemic, and he worked with a government pandemic official. He is connected to 45 other funeral directors and therefore has a clear overview of what is going on. What he discloses is shocking. First of all, he testifies that neither he nor any of the other funeral directors saw an increase in deaths during the so-called pandemic. During March of 2020, however, John was suddenly called night after night for three weeks, specifically to care homes. All who died were labeled as COVID. He never saw a doctor in attendance, nor a COVID test, not once. At the same time, there was a 1,000% increase in purchases of midazolam. A nurse told him how they were instructed to administer lethal doses of this drug to the elderly to mass exterminate them. These high numbers of deaths were then used to promote the narrative of a COVID pandemic. He was also approached by a government pandemic official who told him that they had to label each death as COVID. People run over by cars, heart attacks, cancer patients, it didn't matter what killed them, they all had to be labeled as COVID deaths. Once the government started mass vaccinating the British population, John O'Looney says the deaths skyrocketed. Quote, I've never seen anything like it as a funeral director for 15 years. And it began exactly when they began putting needles in arms. I've never seen a death rate like that again. It was awful, awful. Those were pandemic numbers, but it was only after they started vaccinating, never before that point. John explains that most vaccine deaths were labeled COVID deaths. 
quote, every funeral director with an ounce of honesty will tell you that all those who are dying all around us are vaccine recipients. There is no COVID pandemic, and I am living proof of that. It's all designed to make you take the vaccine. In my network of funeral directors, not a single child has died of COVID. So there is no reason whatsoever to put these gene therapies into children. Here we have a depopulation agenda. It's the vaccines that are killing the people. And I am seeing that firsthand as a funeral director. Worldwide fraud. Healthcare workers are paid to register all patients as COVID. The hundreds of millions of flu cases every year are now all COVID. Doctors get hidden messages requiring them to register dying patients as COVID deaths. Funeral directors admit that they see false COVID registrations all the time. And CNN technical director Chester confessed that they inflate COVID numbers. A network of 20 hospitals is caught increasing COVID numbers to create fear and an African official is seen in a Zoom call discussing how to ramp up COVID. A nurse testifies how large numbers of patients are murdered to increase COVID deaths and innumerable people worldwide are outraged because they were incorrectly registered as COVID. The Italian politician Vittorio is infuriated because he sees how the chamber is lying. Only a small percentage actually died of COVID and a funeral director witnesses the murder of thousands of elderly to create so-called COVID deaths. He and dozens of other funeral directors were instructed by the British government to label every death as COVID. Once the vaccinations started, they all witnessed an unprecedented explosion of deaths. Only the vaccinated died. During Spanish flu, only vaccine recipients died. In 1918, a disastrous number of 50 to 100 million people supposedly died of what was called the Spanish flu. An expert eyewitness of this event was the medical scientist Eleanor McBean, PhD, naturopathic doctor, who wrote a book with her firsthand experiences of what was truly going on. She explains there really wasn't a flu but rather mass vaccinations had been imposed on the population, causing flu-like symptoms, a host of different illnesses, and massive deaths. She knew of not a single unvaccinated person who died of this alleged Spanish flu, while most vaccinated lost their lives. Quote, I was an on-the-spot observer of the 1918 influenza epidemic. All the doctors and people who were living at the time of the 1918 Spanish influenza epidemic say it was the most terrible disease the world has ever had. Strong men, hale and hearty one day, would be dead the next. The disease had the characteristics of the Black Death, added to typhoid, diphtheria, pneumonia, smallpox, paralysis, and all the diseases the people had been vaccinated with immediately following World War I. Practically the entire population had been injected, seeded with a dozen or more diseases or toxic serums. When all these doctor-made diseases started breaking out all at once, it was tragic. That pandemic dragged on for two years, kept alive with the addition of more poison drugs administered by the doctors who tried to suppress the symptoms. 
As far as I could find out, the flu hit only the vaccinated. Those who had refused the shots escaped the flu. My family had refused all the vaccinations, so we remained well all the time. We knew from the health teachings of Graham, Trail, Tilden, and others that people cannot contaminate the body with poisons without causing disease. When the flu was at its peak, all the stores were closed, as well as the schools, the businesses, even the hospital, as the doctors and nurses had been vaccinated too and were down with the flu. No one was on the streets. It was like a ghost town. We, who didn't take any vaccines, seemed to be the only family who didn't get the flu. So my parents went from house to house doing what they could to look after the sick, as it was impossible to get a doctor then. If it were possible for germs, bacteria, viruses, or bacilli to cause disease, they had plenty of opportunities to attack my parents when they were spending many hours a day in the sick rooms. But they didn't get the flu, and they didn't bring any germs home to attack us children or cause anything. None of our family had the flu, not even a sniffle, and it was the winter with deep snow on the ground. It has been said that the 1918 flu epidemic killed 20 million people throughout the world, but the doctors killed them with their crude and deadly treatments and drugs. This is a harsh accusation, but it is nevertheless true, judging by the success of the drugless doctors in comparison with that of the medical doctors. While the medical men and the medical hospitals were losing 33% of their flu cases, the non-medical hospitals such as Battle Creek, Kellogg, and McFadden's Health Restorium were getting almost 100% healings with their water cure, their baths, their enemas, et cetera, fasting, and certain other simple healing methods, followed by carefully worked out diets of natural foods. One health doctor didn't lose a patient in eight years. The very successful health treatments of one of those drugless doctors who didn't lose any patients will be given in the other part of this book titled Vaccination Condemned to be published a little later. If the medical doctors had been as advanced as the drugless doctors, there would not have been those 20 million deaths from the medical flu treatment. There was seven times more disease among the vaccinated soldiers than among the unvaccinated civilians. And the diseases were those they had been vaccinated against. One soldier who had returned from overseas in 1912 told me that the army hospitals were filled with cases of infantile paralysis, and he wondered why grown men should have an infant disease. Now, we know that paralysis is a common after effect of vaccine poisoning. Those at home didn't get the paralysis until after the worldwide vaccination campaign in 1918. Quote, Seven men dropped dead in a doctor's office after being vaccinated. Letters were sent to their families that they had been killed in military action. That quote is by Eleanor McBean, PhD and naturopathic doctor. Her expert medical eyewitness account was later confirmed by autopsies, which showed there indeed wasn't a flu, but the suffering was caused by random dosages of an experimental bacterial meningitis vaccines, which to this day mimics flu-like symptoms. The massive multiple assaults 
with additional vaccines on the unprepared immune systems of soldiers and civilians created a killing field. Those who were not vaccinated were not affected. The solution, early treatment. Leading scientists have the answer. If the toxic COVID injections offer no solution for the COVID-19 disease, how can we then help humanity? The answer is simple. From the very start of this worldwide health crisis, there were many prominent scientists and medical doctors who explained how they were successfully treating many thousands of COVID patients using existing drugs that are known for their safety and efficacy. There is, for example, the world-famous French professor Didier Raoult, director of one of the largest research groups in infectious diseases and microbiology. He is the most cited microbiologist in Europe, according to ISI, and has trained more than 450 foreign scientists in his lab since 1998, with more than 1,850 articles referred to in ISI or PubMed and is considered the world's foremost expert on infectious diseases. Professor Raoul started treating COVID patients with a medicine that has been around for over 60 years and is famous for its safety and efficacy in defeating coronaviruses. It is called hydroxychloroquine. Professor Raoul treated over 4,000 patients with hydroxychloroquine plus azithromycin, and virtually all of them recovered, except for a handful of very elderly who already had several comorbidities. This incredible success inspired many other medical doctors around the world to start using the same drug. In the Netherlands, Dr. Rob Ellens gave all his COVID patients hydroxychloroquine combined with zinc and he saw a 100% recovery rate in an average of four days. Nobody needed to be hospitalized. Along with over 2,700 other medical professionals, this physician sent a letter to the Dutch government asking them to include hydroxychloroquine in the standard protocol. Dr. Ellens and other Dutch medical doctors set up a COVID-19 self-care website with information on how to prevent and overcome COVID-19 using hydroxychloroquine and zinc. In New York, the family practitioner, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, treated over 500 COVID patients at the beginning of the pandemic with hydroxychloroquine plus zinc plus azithromycin. He also had a 100% recovery rate with hardly any side effects and no hospitalizations. As of August, 2021, Dr. Zelenko and his team successfully treated over 6,000 COVID patients. He developed a protocol to treat COVID-19, which became world famous and is saving the lives of millions of people around the world. The Zelenko protocol is used, for example, on the online telemedicine platform at speakwithanmd.com and the vast network of 800,000 plus members of America's frontline doctors. Hundreds of studies confirm the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine in treating COVID-19 and preventing hospitalization and death. 
World-leading scientists, Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. Peter McCullough, are both the most published medical experts in their field. Both of these physicians and their teams have successfully treated tens of thousands of COVID patients using, for example, ivermectin. Dr. Corey and his team of top medical experts studied the entire medical literature for over nine months and found that ivermectin proves to be a miracle drug that effectively prevents and treats COVID-19. 63 peer-reviewed studies confirm the effectiveness of ivermectin in treating COVID-19. Biophysicist Andreas Kalker used chlorine dioxide to slash the daily death rate of 100 to zero in Bolivia and was asked to treat the military, the police, and the politicians in several Latin American nations. His worldwide network, ComUSAV, or COMUSAV.com, consists of thousands of physicians, academics, scientists, and lawyers who are promoting this effective treatment. Some of the information about early treatment for COVID, by the way, these have been completely denied to the American public and kept completely out of the media, but all this information about early treatment for COVID can be found on the following websites, covidpatientguide.com, c19protocols.com, thecovidremedy.com, flemingmethod.com, and stopworldcontrol.com slash cures. Suppression of treatments. Physicians around the world are persecuted. With several options to successfully treat COVID-19, why is there still such an outcry for a vaccine? And why is the majority of the population not even aware of the available treatments? The answer is shocking, and it shows once more what is going on in our world. All over the world, physicians who were successfully treating COVID patients encountered the unthinkable. They were intimidated and shut down by the government. America's frontline doctors informed the world about the safe and effective cures for COVID during their first White Coat Summit in 2020. This broadcast was viewed over 20 million times in just a few hours, but then they were shut down across the board, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and even their website was taken down by Squarespace. All this happened in just a couple of hours. Dr. David Brownstein from Michigan, a leading holistic practitioner, had successfully treated over 120 COVID patients, but his entire medical blog was removed. Dr. Rob Elens, who successfully treated all his COVID patients in the Netherlands, was threatened by the government that he would lose his license if he continued treating these people. Dr. Joseph Mercola, a leading voice worldwide in healthy living, published information on how to treat COVID and was forced to delete his content after Google had already banned him. Professor Raoul, who is one of the most respected scientists in the world, is suddenly slandered all over the internet. Dr. Zelenko, who successfully treated over 6,000 patients, among whom two presidents and the Israeli health minister is also bashed all over the web. 
and even had to leave his community because of the backlash. The biophysicist Andreas Kalker was deplatformed from all major social media. His book was removed from Amazon, and even his scientific account on ResearchGate was deleted. Side note from Robin, I am in my fifth 30-day Facebook jail sentence. What was my crime? It was predicting that ivermectin would be driven off the market only for a patented billion-dollar drug to come in right behind it. And when I posted that Pfizer-mectin was being brought onto the market under emergency use authorization, I went back to Facebook jail for the fifth time of 30 days. I've been to jail many times, but I have literally been in jail for 30 days, five times in a row, and many of my colleagues have been deplatformed. Many of my episodes have been censored right off the podcast platforms, uh, including Spotify and others. And I have literally dozens of colleagues who've been in trouble with the FDA for implying or stating that a natural supplement might be useful in the treatment of COVID-19 or other illnesses all in the last 20 months. All of these are just a few of the examples of physicians and scientists, and I'm including uh, people like me, influencers, who successfully treat COVID or educate people about COVID who face massive opposition. Never before in the history of mankind has it occurred that a working and safe drug for an illness has been kept from the world through such an internationally coordinated effort. People are not supposed to recover from COVID because the world population needs to be scared into accepting this lethal injection. Ultimate mind control. Chilean president unveils diabolical plan. As we all know, the goal of criminals is to always increase their power and wealth. They are never satisfied, but continually crave more. Ultimately, they want to play God over the whole world where everybody will be their servant. To keep increasing their power, there is one thing they need, and that is the blind obedience of the masses. Only a totally ignorant and utterly obedient population will collaborate with their plans. That's why they've been buying the entire world's mainstream news, media, education systems, healthcare, and government agencies, et cetera, so that they can use all of that to spread their brainwashing propaganda to every mind in every corner of the world. Still, they don't stop here as they are fully aware that not everybody believes everything on television. Therefore, their plan to gain 100% control over the minds of all of humanity has further developed. Recently, their agenda has been voiced loud and clear by the Chilean president, Sebastián Piñera. In a public speech, he bluntly announced to the entire nation, quote, let's hear what the leaders of the world launch in this community. It is the possibility that machines can read our thoughts and can even insert thoughts and insert feelings. 5G is a tremendous leap. It's a cosmic leap, a Copernican leap. Because really what 5G technology is going to mean is an even greater shift in our lives than all the previous technologies have meant. It offers the possibility that machines can read our thoughts and can even insert thoughts and insert feelings. That's not just going to change life, it's going to transform it. 5G in the actual nervous system of our society, just like that. 
It is to modernize our state to be a change that reaches every home in our country. After stealing our voices through aggressive censorship, stealing our votes through election fraud, stealing our money through ever-increasing taxes, they will now steal our very own thoughts and feelings through 5G. That will be the summit of their tyranny as they will be able to impose the desired thoughts and feelings onto the whole world. So nobody will even be able to divert from their narrative anymore. Is that why Klaus Schwab so confidently states in his promotional videos about the near future, you will own nothing, have no privacy, and you will be happy? Could it be that he is referring to an artificially induced state of fake happiness? What does this have to do with this vaccine report? It could be more than we are aware of right now. For 5G to be able to modify the thoughts and feelings of the population, it requires another element. Nanoparticles inside of the brains of people that receive and transmit 5G signals. It turns out that the substance that is most efficient in communicating with 5G is the very substance that is massively present in the COVID injections, graphene oxide. No substance on earth communicates better with 5G than graphene oxide. And no substance in existence is more efficient in penetrating the human brain and manipulating human thoughts and feelings than graphene oxide. One company that has been using graphene to manipulate the human brain for medical purposes is InBrain Neuroelectronics. Their website states, quote, we use graphene, the thinnest material known to man, to build the new generation of neural interfaces for brain restoration to help patients around the world. The company highlights its technology as being able to, quote, read a person's brain, detect specific neurological patterns, and then control that person's neurology to alter their brain function. It appears that the intention of in-brain is to merely help people with neurological disorders. But the reason I mention them is to illustrate how graphene is indeed the ideal substance to alter the human brain. And again, it works better with 5G than anything else. The fact that it is present in the COVID vaccines is therefore highly disturbing, especially if we know what the agenda is of the world leaders, as described by the Chilean president. Let me reiterate, and I quote, 5G offers the possibility that machines can read our thoughts and can even insert thoughts or insert feelings. Another element we have to touch on is the clear and public agenda of the globalists to end humanity as we know it and steer humanity into becoming cyborgs. This is clearly explained in the book of Klaus Schwab, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. And by the way, you guys, you can buy this book on Amazon and read it. Klaus Schwab strongly believes that humans need to become one with machines that are fully connected to the cloud and who are surveilled and controlled by artificial intelligence. That's why he says nobody will have any form of privacy anymore, and yet they will be, quote, happy. How well Schwab masters the skill of deception with cleverly chosen words 
to hide his true intents is seen at the end of the book. Quote, in the end, it all comes down to people and values. We need to shape a future that works for all of us by putting people first and empowering them. In its most pessimistic, dehumanized form, the fourth industrial revolution may indeed have the potential to robotize humanity and thus to deprive us of our heart and soul. But as a complement to the best parts of human nature, creativity, empathy, stewardship, it can also lift humanity into a new collective and moral consciousness based on a shared sense of destiny. It is incumbent on us all to make sure the latter prevails. What he says here is that humans need to be empowered and may not be turned into robots. However, then he concludes, which must prevail, lift humanity into a new collective and moral consciousness. What does that mean? It means exactly what it says. Every human will think and feel the same way. We will all share the same, quote, collective consciousness. This means total brain manipulation of all of humanity. Everyone will be submitted to the narrative that the world leaders prescribe, or, quote, humanity will have a new collective consciousness. Now, some of you might think, who's Klaus Schwab and what does he have to do with anything? Well, Klaus Schwab heads the World Economic Forum, and they are clearly the ones at the epicenter of all of this. Okay, they were involved in uh, planning Event 201 the year before the, the pandemic began, and they work with IMF to fund all of this and plan all of this. And they had a huge, massive website with 200 different nodes and a couple hundred nodes off of each of the 200 nodes. And that was in March of 2020. So obviously they didn't build that website as a response. They built it long before any of us ever heard of COVID. So there's a meeting every year of the World Economic Forum. It's been going on for 50 years. And every single year, in Davos, Switzerland, people pay about half a million dollars a year to attend, and it's the 4,000 wealthiest stakeholders in the world who attend. A few of them are like politicians who are paid for with scholarships by other super, super rich people, but the World Economic Forum is not new, but this is the turn that they've taken. So let's get back to what Klaus Schwab is saying in his book, which you can buy those were exact direct quotes by Klaus Schwab's book about the fourth industrial revolution. This means total brain manipulation of all of humanity. Everyone will be submitted to the narrative that the world leaders prescribe or, quote, humanity will have a new collective consciousness. No longer will Google, Facebook, or Twitter need to censor anybody's voice because of the fourth industrial revolution, will ensure that all of humanity is lifted into the same mindset. That's the ultimate goal of these criminals. The hypocrisy of Schwab is blatant, as this is exactly what he says should not happen. This is turning humans into robots who can no longer think for themselves, but who will all be forced to share the same, quote, mind. The agenda is crystal clear. Humanity must be connected to artificial intelligence that will tell everyone what to think and feel. 
The key to this is injecting humanity with nanotechnology, which turns every person into a walking antenna that can receive and transmit all kinds of signals. Could that be the reason they insist on imposing never-ending injections onto humanity? Is it so that they can continually increase the presence of graphene oxide and other nanotechnology inside of people, shifting them into more and more to the new era of transhumanism? If that wasn't exactly what the World Economic Forum has been promoting for the past decades and what is explained in their recent articles, books, website, and videos, and Klaus Schwab's book, I would consider this to be the scenario of a bad movie. But it's not a movie. It's in reality what these psychopaths are cooking up in their insane minds as the future for humanity. The New World Order. Australia no longer hides what is going on. For decades, the tyrannical system of worldwide oppression and control called the New World Order was labeled a conspiracy theory. But as it is with all so-called conspiracy theories, after some time, they proved to be more than theories. In Australia, the health officials no longer hide their agenda and have been calling their COVID tyranny the New World Order. This is what the chief health officer of New South Wales, Carrie Guy Chant, said during a public broadcast, quote, We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the New World Order. Yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Brad Hazard, the Australian health minister, said the following, quote, That's just the way it is. We have got to accept that this is the New World Order. An Australian news reporter announced new restrictions with the following words. Also, the New World Order that will come into force at 12 p.m. at midnight tonight, new restrictions on various businesses. Another Australian news broadcast said it like this, quote, the New World Order, our army comes marching in, partnering with police to help enforce the country's tough new quarantine laws. The day that the new restrictions came into place, the news reporter said, quote, Today is the first full day of the New World Order. Outdoor gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is allowed, but no further than a 10-kilometer radius from your home. Browsing in shops is not permitted. Only one person per household may leave to do essential shopping. And from tomorrow, funerals are limited to 10 people. What is the excuse for this inhumane tyranny? 14 supposed COVID deaths during the first half of 2021. While in 2017, over 4,000 people died in Australia from influenza and pneumonia. No theory, but history. Is human history a conspiracy theory? If we know history, then we understand the basic reality that there have always been power-hungry madmen whose sole desire was to rule the entire world. Think of the Chinese, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Spanish, the British world empires, among others. The lust for world dominion is as old as the world itself. That's why it always amazes me when I see people react with mockery when I mention this historic reality. 
Even the name of my website, stopworldcontrol.com, is ridiculous to some. Haha, ha, world control, that's such a silly conspiracy theory. This is alarming as it shows how far the minds of some of us have been led astray from understanding even the most basic principles of human existence. As recent as 80 years ago, the world was threatened by yet another madman who wanted to rule the world with two consecutive world wars as a result. Is that a conspiracy theory too? The plan to control the entire world has always existed and has been expressed in countless forms throughout the existence of humanity. A second basic reality of our world is that there have always been people that dedicated themselves to the realm of evil. History shows crystal clear how many groups of people in the past were deeply embedded in dark practices like ritual child sacrifice, burning of people alive, cutting open the chest of people and ripping out their beating heart, et cetera, et cetera. This is common in civilizations around the world as most nations were submerged in the worship of demonic entities, which they considered their gods. India, Africa, Asia, Europe, America, every part of the world knew these practices. And all throughout the history of mankind up until this very day, there have been cruel and horrifying practices at the heart of certain cultures. Nowadays, the public seems to be so severely brainwashed that when we warn that similar dark forces in our time are here, they immediately deny it. But if we want to protect our lives, we must understand how the same kind of wicked entities that terrorize our world in the past are still around today. It is these kinds of evil people who are at the heart of the criminal network that is behind the new world order. Who are these criminals? Meet the dark families who rule the world. Who exactly are these criminals? Do we have some of their names and whereabouts? How do they operate and what can we do to stop them? An important part of the answer is given in the magnificent documentary Monopoly, which can be viewed on stopworldcontrol.com. Monopoly reveals in great detail with all the evidence on screen how virtually everything in our world is owned by the same people. It shows who they are and what they're planning for humanity. It's a must-see for everyone. Because these super-rich entities own everything, it's a piece of cake for them to control the world. They own Apple, Facebook, Twitter, Google, and the rest of big tech. All the major news media, the entire travel industry, the whole food industry, the banks, the clothing industry, and so on. By strategically buying everything, they have gained an unrivaled monopoly worldwide, something Julius Caesar could only dream of. They also own the entire health industry, which allows them to tell hospitals around the world what to do and what not to do. They have positioned their political puppets in governments around the world through election fraud, bribery, and blackmailing. Once we understand this, we can see how they're able to impose tyranny all over the world. It would take me too far to name all the involved individual entities, but I will reveal a few that are at the heart of this network. In Italy, there are, for example, 13 Italian families or bloodlines called the Black Nobility. I call them the Mafia on steroids. 
These families, along with other similar dynasties from other regions on earth, consider themselves to be superior over the rest of humanity. They look upon regular folks as bugs or cattle or dogs. That is literally how they write about you and me in their literature. They believe that it's their destiny to rule over humanity who are to become their slaves. These families are organized in a pyramidal hierarchy, which ultimately everyone answers to the same puppet masters at the top. The key to their power is secrecy, so nobody can touch them. That's why the real leaders always stay in the shadows. The world population sees only the puppets that operate on the visible stage of the world scene, like mind-programmed politicians, Hollywood celebrities, industrial leaders, media personalities, etc. Some better known puppets are Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, George Soros, the Clintons, the Bush family, etc. Although they are all individually very rich and powerful, they are submitted to entities that are higher up in the hierarchy, but who make sure that they stay out of the picture. Secrecy is their strength. One of their strategies is to set up public world organizations, which are their visible platforms to work out their agenda. One of these has become very prominent during this organized pandemic, and it is called the World Health Organization, which is mostly financed by Bill Gates, a key puppet of this criminal network. The World Health Organization is dictating to all of humanity, think about this, what we can or cannot do when it comes to our health. Nobody elected the World Health Organization, and nobody wants them to be around to bully every physician, nurse, and health practitioner into blind obedience. The WHO forces the entire world into unquestioning submission to their tyrannical, quote, guidelines that are often more anti-scientific than based on proper science. The WHO, for example, told the entire world to use the PCR test to discover COVID cases. While this test cannot discern between different types of pathogens and produces up to 93% false positives. This flawed test is the main tool to tell the world that there is a pandemic, while no medical device in history has ever been so unreliable. Yet this anti-scientific protocol is imposed on the entire world to promote the illusion of a global pandemic, which is mainly based on false positives. The hundreds of millions of so-called COVID cases are nothing but false positives resulting from a fatally flawed test. The actual virus, SARS-CoV-2, has never been isolated and purified. Therefore, it is impossible to test for it. It's a scam of astronomical proportions. That's an example of how a world organization is used to roll out the agenda of submitting humanity to tyranny in the name of, quote, protecting your health. A similar organization is the United Nations, which portrays itself as the so-called peacekeeper of this world. Their agenda is, however, to submit all of humanity to a one-world government. The UN works closely with the European Union and NATO, which are similar carousels for the criminal families to wipe out the independence of the nations and set up a one-world government. Another public player is the World Economic Forum, founded by Klaus Schwab. The World Economic Forum presents itself as a think tank for the rich and powerful of the world, where they, quote, seek solutions for the world's problems. 
Their magic word is sustainable development, which claims to ensure a better future for our world. Together with the UN, they developed the so-called Agenda 21, which claims to offer the ultimate solution for a more sustainable world. In reality, this means nothing less than seizing all rights, freedoms, and properties from the entire world population and bringing it all into the hands of the super rich. Then there is the banking imperium, which controls all the money in the world. Their job is to bring about a cashless society where only those who are digitally connected to the system of surveillance and slavery will have access to finances. The Nigerian government has been paid handsomely by them to reserve banking services strictly for the vaccinated, an example that will soon be followed by many other countries. A leading entity in the banking imperium is the notorious Rothschild family. They own the central banks in 165 nations, thus controlling the money flow in most of the world. Since ancient times, this family has dedicated itself to the worship of the darkest of all forces. Another well-known family is the Rockefellers. They published the, quote, scenario of the future in 2010, in which they described the current pandemic in great detail with the desired outcome of establishing a new world of domination and control. Entities like the Rockefeller Institute present themselves as protectors of humanity, but behind this humanitarian mask, there is a gruesome base of lust for power. I already mentioned the black nobility from Italy. Their most effective strategy has been to hide behind the beautiful face of Christianity as they established in the Vatican in Rome as the quote, center of Roman Catholicism. Behind the monumental architecture of the majestic cathedrals, there, however, lurks a world so dark and so perverse that no normal human being could ever comprehend it. The recent exposure of organized, systematic child abuse in this religious stronghold is only the tiniest tip of an iceberg so deep that it would traumatize most of us if we knew what was going on there. Make no mistake. There are also good religious people in the Vatican who simply have no clue what is going on behind the scenes. It's all one huge puppet theater where the majority of the people, even most of those who are complicit, haven't got the slightest clue what is going on and how everybody is being played. The Vatican is located inside Vatican City, which is a sovereign state independent from Italy where no Italian law has any authority. Because they are not submitted to the laws of any land, not even Italy that surrounds them, they are able to commit any crime they want. Similar sovereign states inside the nations are the City of London, an independent state within London that evades all British laws but controls the British government, Washington, D.C., or the District of Columbia, which is a sovereign state inside the United States that rules over the American people. The criminal families have set up these untouchable states within nations from where they operate. Vatican City is the most important of them all, and it is here that the highest puppet masters have their seat. We all know that the white pope, a role that is currently played by Pope Francis, his job is to control the worldwide Roman Catholic faith community and steer them towards the new world order. In several public messages, he calls all believers to get vaccinated, and he goes on to proclaim the new world order as the only solution to the world's problems. Here are some of his statements. 
Quote, we can heal injustice by building a new world order. The path to humanity's salvation passes through the creation of a new model of development. Take care of the earth with radical personal and political choices. Without an overall vision, there will be no future. We must bring an end to the short-sighted nationalism. Besides the white pope, there is also a lesser-known black pope who has far more power, but who works more behind the scenes. The black pope, however, is still submitted to one who sits on a higher throne, the gray pope. This supreme puppet master operates entirely in the shadows from where he yields enormous power over the world. If you want to understand how all this originated historically, you have to research the dark spiritual origins of the Jesuits. I will leave it here for now as this topic can easily lead us too far astray. We must understand that this criminal network is highly spiritual in nature, and all who are at the top are involved in dark ancient spiritual practices. To put it bluntly, they are Satanists, also called Luciferians. Their strategy is, however, to always hide behind magnificent masks that show the opposite of who they are. We see this with Klaus Schwab, who uses eloquent rhetorics to bewitch the minds of his worldwide audience and convince them that the noblest of all causes is to make sure that every human on earth will think and feel the exact same way or, quote, lift humanity into a collective consciousness. The way he presents this stark raving mad plan is, however, so cunning that most people would give him a standing ovation after hearing his speech. The same we see with the white pope, who speaks beautifully about caring for the poor, ending injustice, saving the earth and other noble causes, while in fact he simply says, the whole world needs to be enslaved to a one-world government where nobody will have a voice, rights, freedom, possessions, identity, or privacy. It's the same kind of hypnosis they use to impose the vaccine mandates. The world is attacked by a deadly disease, but we have a wonderful solution, life-saving vaccines, hooray, that these wonderful vaccines contain living creatures with tentacles, self-assembling nanoparticles, highly toxic substances, and that millions are killed by them is, of course, not mentioned. It's all about hypnotizing humanity using refined forms of hypocrisy and deception. Another way these criminals operate is by organizing themselves in so-called secret societies to establish their hidden influence in every nation. Apart from the completely hidden societies, there are also more public cults, like Freemasonry. This is one of the better known spiritual organizations used to influence local authorities in virtually every town of every nation. They attract people in authority claiming to be an innocent organization that wants to help humanity. Only when members climb to the higher levels of Freemasonry, they discover that it is Satanism. Freemasonry focuses on making influential people in every community their members so they can use them for the outworking of their plans. Google whistleblower Zach Voorhees told me in a personal conversation in 2016 that Google laid out their plans to program humanity in a revealing location, the San Francisco Freemasonry headquarters. There, Google informed their staff about the company's strategy, mold the mind of mankind. 
That illustrates how Freemasonry plays a central role in this worldwide agenda. The many secret societies work closely with the secret services of the nations, like, for example, the CIA and the FBI in America, entities that on the surface fight crime, but in reality are among the worst of all criminal organizations. The renowned German journalist Udo Ulfkota, who was murdered for his confessions, admitted a few years ago that journalists all over the world are paid by secret services, secret societies, government agencies, billionaires, etc., to always lie and never tell the truth to the public. His important testimony can be seen in the documentary Busted on StopWorldControl.com. It is because of the confessions of this brave journalist, who was editor of one of Europe's largest newspapers, that a major awakening is going on in Germany. His book opened the eyes of the German population who are now a major force against the new world order. Although Vatican City, Washington, D.C., and the city of London are the headquarters of the criminal families, many of their logistics operations have been transferred to Asian countries because they plan to use China to overthrow the rest of the world. The oppressive communistic regime of total slavery and control, which they installed in China, must be rolled out now over the rest of the world. Our enemy is, however, not the Chinese Communist Party, since they are also mere puppets. Those calling the shots are still seated in Vatican City. The good news is that there's been a lot of infighting in this criminal network, causing it to fall apart in several camps that all compete for world domination. May this confusion among them increase as they fall into their own pits and their plans fail miserably. Much more can be said about all of this as many books have been written about this criminal network by researchers who often dedicate their entire lives to expose them. If you want to learn more, you can find a wealth of quality information compiled by some excellent researchers on the Dutch website elister.nl. E-L-L-A-S-T-E-R dot N-L. You can use Google to translate to read the articles. You can also watch the docuseries Fall of Cabal on StopWorldControl.com, a masterpiece of journalism that explains a lot about this worldwide cabal. Side note here, this is Robin, uh, Fall of the Cabal, the sequel is now also out on stopworldcontrol.com. And I believe it is an 18-part additional docuseries, and each part is about 30 minutes. The Great Awakening, hundreds of millions are rising up. Is there any hope for humanity? Yes. Although we are witnessing the greatest criminal operation since the birth of our world, something entirely different is also happening. Hundreds of millions of people are waking up from the deep sleep of ignorance and deception, and they are letting out a roar of truth all over the world. In every nation, organizations of medical doctors, lawyers, scientists, and all kinds of professionals are being established to fight for freedom. They consist of tens of thousands of educated, influential, and passionate professionals who are determined to stop this diabolical scheme. Brand new media platforms are being born that grow every day in influence. They are not owned by the criminal cartel, but they work from a heart that wants to defend humanity against the onslaught of destructive fake news media that is operated by the cabal. 
On top of that, increasingly large numbers of healthcare workers are refusing the vaccine mandates. In Canada, 35,000 medical professionals protested against the vaccines. In New York, 83,000 healthcare workers refused the toxic injections. Overall, in the United States, 50% of all physicians are not taking the dangerous shots. There are, by the way, uh, references at the end of this paper. If you want to check out where the authors are getting the fact that 58% of physicians are not taking the shots. Also among law enforcement and firefighters, there's increasing protest against the vaccine mandates. In California, 50% of all law enforcement stands up against these criminal mandates. These are just a few examples of the mass non-compliance in nations around the world. The resistance is about to explode even further more worldwide as the truth about these injections is spreading far and wide, despite all the attempts from the criminal vaccine cartel, which includes big tech, big pharma, government agencies, news media, et cetera, to suppress this information. On stopworldcontrol.com, we are about to launch a world map that will show hundreds of organizations in nations around the world who are resisting this criminal operation. They represent hundreds of millions of people who refuse to become slaves of criminals. Among them are large numbers of physicians, scientists, academics, lawyers, entrepreneurs, politicians, etc. There is an unprecedented and unstoppable awakening going on that will only increase in the near future. It is clear with every new attempt of the criminals to proceed with their nefarious plan, millions more people are waking up. The whole climate change hoax, for example, which is just another one of their tricks to impose more control and taxes onto the population. Every informed person knows the climate is 100% controlled through geoengineering or weather manipulation. There is no such thing as global warming. What we see is a worldwide system of highly developed weather manipulation, which is causing all the storms, heat waves, wildfires, earthquakes, extreme hail and snowstorms, floods, and other natural disasters. Cloud seeding is, for example, a commonly known practice where big rainstorms are created by spraying chemicals in the sky. In a separate report, we'll provide all the evidence for this. We have official documents and video footage from the U.S. government and military that clearly state how the weather is not only 100% controlled, but has also been weaponized. Governments, military, and private corporations have been refining their weather manipulation systems for decades. The criminals constantly cry global warming, but their game is failing as the truth about weather manipulation or geoengineering is coming out. Hundreds of millions of people who discovered how the pandemic is orchestrated also begin to understand that other attacks on humanity are coming from the same source. Also, the imaginary threat of an alien invasion is a card up the sleeve of the criminals that we will see thrown on the table in the future. The aliens are coming to invade the earth. We need a one world government to protect us. It will be amusing to observe how many people fall for this one. The strategy is always the same. Create a problem, pandemic, climate change, racism, social unrest, alien threat, asteroid collision, et cetera, and then offer a solution. The solution is always the same, stealing rights, freedoms, and finances from the people in the name of protecting them. The veil has, however, been lifted, and no more is everyone buying their lies. 
The awakening of hundreds of millions of intelligent people is unstoppable and will become the greatest shift in all of human history. The insane vaccine mandates are causing the world to wake up as never before. Freedom will come as the truth will break through more and more. Courageous heroes of humanity will rise up in increasing numbers to stop the plans of the madmen and direct the world into a better direction. These heroes are medical professionals, professionals, lawyers, scientists, politicians, and hundreds of millions of vigilant citizens. We all play a part in this great awakening. None of us may stand at the sidelines and do nothing. That is complicity. Witnessing a crime and allowing it to happen is the same as supporting it. Many of us have remained silent out of fear of losing jobs, finances, position, respect, or friends. We must understand, however, that if we don't speak out now, we will lose far more than our jobs, our finances, and our friends. We will lose our very humanity and become programmed slaves without the ability to think or feel independently. So what can we do? The most important thing is to inform our fellow humans, even though they may resist fiercely at first because their minds are so brainwashed by the propaganda. The initial rejection of truth should not discourage us but we must resort to all possible means to awaken the entire world. It's only because of the ignorance of the population that this criminal network can reign on earth. Now, there is, however, an unprecedented awakening happening, and all of us have the duty to do all we can to fan the flames of this awakening. Everyone can print out this report in many copies and distribute it to our local law enforcement, school directors and teachers, medical personnel, friends and neighbors. We can upload this PDF to an online printing service and we can have thousands of copies made that we hand out in our community. All of us can send this report out as an email attachment to all of our contacts and people in authority. There's no excuse for any one of us to do nothing. We need to inform the world. We have to rise up and do what we can. We must spread the truth far and wide. That takes effort. Please don't sit down and complain, but rise and take action. This report is made with great effort to be a tool for the awakening world. Please use it. So side note from Robin, one way that I am trying to contribute to this is I am reading this to you because I know that some people won't read 51 pages, but may listen to it as a podcast where you can put it at 1.5x the speed. So I hope that you will share this podcast with others. More information can be found at stopworldcontrol.com. Make sure to sign up or the emails to be informed and empowered so you can defend your life, your freedom, and your future. Detox from the shots. Is there hope for the vaccinated? Stop World Control is investigating proposed solutions to detoxify from the COVID vaccines. We have found several options that are promising, and we hope to release a vaccine detox guide soon. Sadly, not every damage done by the mRNA shots will be able to be undone, like the altering of the DNA. That is a switch that cannot be reversed. There are, however, methods to get rid of the nanotech in your body to kill the living organisms that are being injected, to remove the spike proteins, etc. As vaccinations continue and different pathogens will be released, we will keep researching for any new solutions that become available. And they say, if you know of working solutions to detoxify from these injections, please email us at stop world control, which I will do because 
at Green Smoothie Girl, I have been detoxing 16,000 people for many years now. And we have had a lot of success and detoxing twice a year has been um, a huge part of my work and it was completely life-changing for me. So I will write them and tell them about our solution. I don't think we can necessarily reverse DNA damage either. However, the human body has the ability to repair DNA. And when you release a lot of the toxicity that your uh, fat stores, especially, but also your organs and tissues and bones release, then your body can do a lot of work on its own. It does have that ability. So final summary. The data shows that millions may have died already from the COVID injections and hundreds of millions suffer serious side effects. This is just the short-term destruction. The real devastation comes after a few years. There's graphene oxide in the vaccines, which is the perfect conductor for 5G and also the best substance for brain manipulation. The Chilean president said that 5G will insert thoughts and feelings into everyone. Klaus Schwab adds that humanity will be lifted into one and the same consciousness. This reveals an agenda of total mind control. The Australian government calls the COVID tyranny the new world order. All this is based on worldwide fraud of inflating COVID numbers, relabeling every death as COVID, a PCR test that produces false positives, media scaremongering, and government propaganda. The criminal network who is behind all of this has been buying the entire health industry. They direct the World Health Organization, they own all the mainstream media, and they control most governments. They suppress every treatment for COVID, so the world would think that a vaccine is the only way out. Their power lies in the fact that they operate in the shadows, so the public has no clue about their existence. The solution is exposing them. Once enough people in the world, especially law enforcement, healthcare workers, school teachers, judges, and local authorities understand what is going on, the plans of the wicked will fail. Mass awakening will result in mass non-compliance. Although most of the judicial system is corrupt, lawyers need to become brave warriors to present all the evidence for this crime and start prosecuting all who are complicit. There still remain honest judges who can turn the tide. This can become the greatest awakening of all time if we all rise up, share truth, and unify as one humanity against these criminals. So in the show notes here, if you're still listening, congratulations. In the show notes, I will share the link to this paper, which is 51 pages, but it's 46 pages that you actually read and then it's references. So there's five pages of references at the end, well over a hundred uh, references at the end. I will share the link to this. And if you are a vaccinated person who is just waking up, I highly suggest that you check into my free video masterclass on human detoxification. It's the sum, the summary of my 25 years of research on how the human body detoxifies and how to do it most effectively, most easily. Um, and we, like I said, we have helped detoxify 16,000 people before you ever even heard of COVID. So it's a great place to start. And we encourage people to do it twice a year. It's 26 days. It changes lives. I believe it saves lives. I believe that researching all these things, the greatest detoxification clinicians and researchers in history 
their work and studying their work for 25 years came together in forming this 26-day protocol. And I believe that it saved my life, first of all, and that my obligation is to pay that forward and teach as many people as possible to do this really, really powerful detoxification protocol. So this paper that I just read to you will be in the show notes below. And so will the free video masterclass about the 26-day detox and how the human body detoxifies. There is hope. Even if you got the injections, it's now a majority of Americans who got the injections. Many of my own family members got them. And so don't lose hope. Just take steps and detoxify yourself and check out the references and the detox down below. See you next time.